Greetings, everyone. Welcome once again to Wisdom Within, the podcast encouraging mental health awareness, education, self-advocacy, recovery, and hope to those living with mental illness and all those who support them. We are excited today to bring you our latest episode, which is going to talk about two of the most common types of mental health diagnoses. Those are depression and bipolar. Uh, So we're going to just look at what the facts are about those. There seems to be a lot of confusion uh, in some of the rest of the population about what exactly those are, how they're different, how they're similar. And we will, in a next episode, I think we're going to look at next steps in recovery from those or any other mental health conditions. So we look forward to having you with us today. And we have the support dogs ready. We have our notes. And hopefully I won't do too much shuffling. I won't say, uh, too much which I tend to do in some of my earlier episodes. We learn as we go, though, in podcasting. And uh, so it's been a real interesting experience for me personally. Um, And I am excited to bring you today's episode and hope that some of the others that you've tuned into have been useful or helpful to you or someone that you know and care about. And if you would be so kind as to share us with folks uh, who might be able to use some support and encouragement around mental health and mental health awareness, we would love for you to share our podcast or our website. Our podcast is available now on just about every uh, platform available. If you do Siri, you can say, Siri, play me the podcast Wisdom Within and I show up. So it's a beautiful thing. So anyway, looking forward to being with you today. Thanks so much for tuning in to us again. We appreciate you. We value you. And uh, we hope that we are able to bring you some good information as always. All right, we will begin in just a moment after this brief break and talk about uh, the facts behind depression and bipolar. Welcome back to Wisdom Within. I'm Kathy Sirline. We're delighted to have you with us. Uh, if you're tuning in today to our depression, our depression and bipolar fact episode, uh, we are excited to have you with us. Uh, if you'd like to share our website with anyone or refer to resources there, you can find us at wisdomwithinweb.com and our podcast, of course, on any streaming platform. So we're talking today about the facts behind depression and bipolar. We're going to talk about depression first. First of all, I want to say if you or someone you know has thoughts uh, toward death or suicide, you can call 800-273-TALK or call 911 immediately or contact a medical professional, a clergy member, a loved one, a friend, go to the hospital emergency room, but please seek that help, uh, that in-the-moment help that is so crucial uh, when you're having struggles with moving forward in your own life. So depression is a treatable med- medical illness. It involves an imbalance of brain chemicals called neurotransmitters and neuropeptides. In one of our earlier episodes, we gave you some good resources to look up uh and talked about for a while uh, how the brain works. So depression is not a character flaw. 
It is not a sign of personal weakness, just like you cannot wish away any other physical illness. You can't make depression go away by trying to snap out of it or being told to snap out of it. Episodes of depression often can follow ex extremely stressful or traumatic events in your life. Um, people who have recurrent episodes of major depression are sometimes said to have unipolar or what used to be called clinical depression because they experience only periods of low or depressed mood, unlike someone with bipolar disorder who goes through periods of both lows and highs in their moods. So while depression can uh, sometimes run in families, uh, a lot of people with the illness have absolutely no family history of depression. And the exact causes of depression in a lot, in a lot of cases still are not clear but what we do know is that both genetics and a stressful environment or life situation can contribute to its cause. Usually it's not one or the other, but a combination of both of those, environment and a, a stressor situation or trauma situation. Uh, sometimes other illnesses or medications can cause or mimic symptoms of depression. We talked about things like thyroid uh, imbalance as uh, a, a, can be a precursor to depression or depression can be a symptom of that. So there are a lot of things and that's why we always uh, encourage folks to see their doctor, see their health professional and do a complete physical examination uh, when you first are experiencing all of these uh, symptomatology, as it were. Um, so we'll give you a, a li little bit of a list of symptoms here, help you try and figure out, is it really depression that I'm going through, or am I just having a, a little bit of a bad spell here? So a prolonged sadness or unexplained crying spells can be uh, symptoms. Significant changes in appetite or sleep. Some people stop eating, some people start overeating, some people sleep all the time, some people can't sleep at all. Uh, increase in irritability, in anger, in worry, in general agitation, in general feelings of anxiety. Uh, folks experiencing depressive symptoms may also experience some pessimism or indifference, general indifference to perhaps caring for themselves or participating in things, uh, loss of energy, persist, persistent lethargy, they're just not doing anything, not feeling like doing anything, no uh, animation, uh, feelings of guilt, feelings of worthlessness, uh, a significant inability to concentrate, a lot of indecisiveness, forgetfulness kind of goes in with that indecisiveness not that we'd all don't experience that kind of thing but these are symptoms that when taken together or in groups uh, can lead one to uh, consider a di di uh, diagnosis of depression uh, also inability to take pleasure in things that used to interest you uh, social withdrawal in general a lot of unexplained aches and pains or recurring thoughts of death or suicide. Not necessarily that you're going to do something. Most people don't. A lot of people have suicidal ideation. Um, 
but it doesn't mean they're ever going to act on it. But still, we encourage you, if you're having those kind of thoughts, that you call someone for help, reach out to someone for help. Again, you can call 800-273-TALK, or you can call 911. In our area, there's the lifeline number you can call. You can dial 211, and a counselor will speak with you over the phone. Lifeline here in our area of Rochester, New York, and the surrounding counties uh, utilizes Lifeline not only as a, a phone number you can call, but you can also, also actually live chat with a counselor online by looking up Lifeline. So those are some uh, things to look at if you are experiencing those types of thoughts. So when it comes to depression, there are many names for the different kinds of depression. People who have Recurrent episodes of major depression, uh, as we said, are sometimes said to have unipolar depression. Again, that's what used to be called clinical depression, depression, because they're only experiencing those extreme lows and the, that low depressed mood. In the past, persistent depressive disorder was also, was also often called, and I'm going to struggle with this pronunciation, dysthymia, but it's now referred to as persistent depressive disorder. People living with that condition may have less severe symptoms, but experience a depressed mood that lasts for at least two years. That can be kind of scary to hear. Uh, depression, unfortunately, is something that once you have it uh, and live with it, it's something that can recur throughout your life. So it's about getting that help, getting that treatment, uh, and working on your own wellness plan for recovery and what that can include. And we're going to go over some of that in our next episode uh, that we're going to entitle Next Steps. But for now, we're just talking about these two basic uh, main focuses in, in mental health, the two most common. Uh, again, that's depression and bipolar. So uh, We want to also consider how uh, persistent depressive disorder might differ from depression. Uh, and there have been some research studies suggesting that symptoms of depression and persistent depressive disorder, or PDD, do overlap, but that symptoms such as weight change, weight gain, weight loss, uh, or sleep disturbance are less likely to be found in people with PDD. These symptoms are more prevalent in people with chronic major depression, uh, which is un unfortunately what I am diagnosed with. Uh, other symptoms which are also, I'm sorry, other symptoms which are more psychological in nature, such as feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, and worthlessness are common to people with both PDD and chronic major depression. Uh, looking at family history may help with diagnosis. Uh, there has uh, treatments and therapies uh, that are effective for treating depression, such as medication, psychotherapy, and peer support can also work for people with persistent depressive disorder. As with depression, people with PDD may need to try more than one treatment or medication, and it may take several weeks or more for medications to come to full potency in your system and begin to, for you to begin to see what their uh, benefits may be. During this time, it is also important to seek support from friends, from family, support groups, folks who have been there and can offer support and understanding and inspiration and hope, which is what we try to help 
with here as well. Now bipolar disorder is more than a mood swing. Bipolar disorderable is a treatable medical illness. It's marked by extreme changes in mood, thought, energy, and behavior. It's also known as manic depression because a person's mood can alternate between mania, which are the extreme highs, and depression, which are the uh, extreme lows. And this change in mood or mood swing, uh, they can last for hours, days, even months, especially without treatment and help, uh, health interventions. So, so vital, so important that you reach out to your health professionals. In trying to recognize what mania is, unlike people with depression, most people with bipolar disorder talk about experiencing the highs and lows of the illness. The highs being the periods of mania or intense bursts of energy or euphoria, which can include some or all of the symptoms that I'm about to list for you here. Increased physical and mental activity and energy, a heightened mood, exaggerated optimism and self-confidence, excessive irritability, aggressive behavior, a decreased need for sleep without experiencing fatigue, grandiose delusions, inflated sense of self-importance, racing speech, racing thoughts, flights of ideas, as it were, impulsiveness, poor judgment, distractibility, I have that problem all the time and I am not diagnosed bipolar, reckless behavior like spending sprees, rash business decisions, erratic driving, or sexual indiscretions. In the most severe cases, there can even be delusions or hallucinations. So bipolar disorder affects close to 6 million American adults. Like depression and other serious diseases, bipolar can also have an impact on spouses, family members, friends, and co-workers. Often it begins in late adolescence. It can often appear as depression during the teen years, although it can start in early childhood or as late as in the, your 40s or 50s. In this case, an equal number of men and, willem, men, and willem, men and women develop this illness, and it is found among all ages, races, ethnic groups, and social classes. This illness can also run in families. Mood swings that come with bipolar disorder can be severe, ranging from extremes in energy to deep despair. The severity of these mood swings and the way they disrupt your normal activities are what make the bipolar mood episodes different from ordinary mood changes. So if you or someone you know is experiencing five or more of these symptoms, either in the depression spectrum or the bipolar spec spectrum, uh, we encourage you, uh, you know, if it gets to the point where you're experiencing this for say more than two weeks or if any of these symptoms are interfering with your work, your family activities, contact your doctor for a thorough examination. This would include a complete physical exam and a review of your family's history of illness. Do not try to diagnose yourself. Only a healthcare professional can determine if you have depression or bipolar disorder.
as far as treatments. There are a variety of treatments that are known to help people in their recovery through depression or bipolar. Treatment, uh, it's sometimes hard to, sometimes it's hard to ask for help if someone you know has, uh, or if you or someone you know has a mood disorder, you may be feeling especially vulnerable and talking to someone about it may be exactly the last thing you want to do. I know that was true for me, but finding the right treatment really is the first step in becoming an active man manager of an illness like depression or bipolar. Finding the right treatment starts with finding the right mental health professional. I know I initially, um, I saw my doctor, uh, I was recommended to see a psychiatrist, uh, saw a very good psychiatrist and recommended from there uh, to work with a counselor and some medication. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, my point there being that I didn't stick with one therapist. I think I have seen three different therapy therapists uh, individually during the course of my recovery and I was working on different things at the time and some therapists specialize, say one might specialize in trauma, where another one might specialize in uh, more general depression and anxiety symptoms. So uh, it's important to understand that you may not be happy with the first therapist you meet with, or you might not feel that connection, or you might not feel that you're getting the right type of interaction or in the interaction that you feel you need. Uh, in that case, it's important to talk about that and to think about whether or not um, a different therapist might be more appropriate for you. And it may take a couple tries. And it's the same with medication. The choice to take medication really is yours. But please know that many people with mood disorders have significantly improved their lives because they've followed a treatment plan that includes medication. Though medication does not guarantee that all your problems will be solved, and it's a process to figure out which medications work for you. They aren't the same in everyone. They may have the same you may have the same condition as someone else, but you you are a unique physical specimen and therefore medications will work differently in one person uh, to the next. Uh, it does not guarantee that your problems will all be solved, but the right one can improve your ability to cope with uh, life's problems and to restore your sense of judgment. There are alternative treatments. Uh, we were talking about therapy, going to a therapist that's called psychotherapy or talk therapy. It's an important part of treatment for many people. It can sometimes... Uh, be all that's needed in cases of mild to moderate depression. A good therapist can help you uh, in modifying your behaviors or emotional patterns that may be contributing to your illness, while people with bipolar disorder or chronic depression usually benefit from a combination of medication and talk therapy. But again, this varies from individual to individual. Uh, other treatments uh, are out there and are available. Uh, be aware that alternative, alternative treatments or medication can have side effects uh, or interact with prescribed medications. So it's really important to discuss all of that with your doctor before taking them. There's also great value 
with uh, in, in utilizing support of others or support groups or turning tuning into opportunities like we offer here at Wisdom Within and other. There are other podcasts that do similar activities. There are lots of great websites we've given you uh, in our resources episode, some great places to look at. Um, but along with a proper diagnosis and treatment, the support of others is vital to a life of wellness. Uh, there are many, many peer-led support groups across the United States so that no one with depression or bipolar disorder needs to feel alone. Support groups are generally volunteer facilitated by people like myself, other people living with depression or bipolar disorder or other mental health concerns who are far enough along in their recovery that they uh, are able to uh, take the opportunity to encourage others in finding comfort and direction uh, in a confidential and a supportive setting, not really telling folks what to do, but you go to support group meetings and you hear other folks talk about um, things that they've discovered that have been useful for them or some some hurdle that they've crossed. And it really lets you know that you're not alone in it and also gives you some great ideas and other resources that you yourself might want to look into. They give you the reach out, the opportunity to reach out to others, to benefit from the experience of the folks who have been there, to motivate you in following your treatment plan, your wellness plan, um, to help you understand uh, that bipolar or depression or whatever mental health condition you may have does not define who you are. We are not our illness. You don't hear cancer patients referred to as, oh, he's a, he's a cancer. Um, but yet you hear people refer to folks like us as, oh, she's a bipolar or she's a major depressive or, uh, or what have you. Um, and that's part of the stigma that's attached to mental illness that ha is something that has kept so many of us from wanting to move forward. So we're just really encouraging you uh, to help uh, in the stigma-free movement and, and help to declassify labeling. Uh, you know, we are not our disorders. Uh, and the, the other great thing about support groups is that they help you re rediscover your own strengths um, believe it or not, you, you find humor, you may find you've lost your sense of humor and you can't help it. You get in these groups and you find it again. Um, but they also support groups also provide a forum, whether you're using an online support group and their group, and there are some great ones out there, um, or whether you're doing an in-person support group, uh, and able to go attend, uh, those are great. Uh, that in-person interaction is great, but the support groups themselves provide forums for mutual acceptance, understanding, and self-discovery. So we encourage you to take that next step towards wellness for you or someone you love and to reach out for treatment, uh, figure out what uh, health professionals are going to need to be involved and uh, what next steps you might want to take <clears throat> uh, in finding support group a support group near you. If you can't find one in your community, uh, you can go to DBSA uh, online. You can look them up. That's the um, Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance, and they have groups 
all over the country and online. So a uh, great place to start if you are looking for a group. Uh, also, your local mental health association um, will generally offer a lot of great uh, groups that you can participate in. Um, not necessarily a, around a singular uh, uh, type of condition, although there are groups that are specific to condition. Uh, so it's just uh, important for you to know that there is a lot of support out there for you in developing uh, a lifestyle of wellness and other tips that you can <clears throat> think about uh, along those same lines of a wellness lifestyle uh, in discovering your own ways to reduce your symptoms and maintain your wellness. Other pieces of our wellness toolkit that we talked about in our other in another episode, but think about regularly talking to your counselor, your doctor, or your healthcare professional about sharing uh, and listening and talking with a friend, doing exercises that help you relax and focus and reduce stress, participate in fun, affirming, and creative activities, maybe record your thoughts and feelings in a wellness journal, create uh, a daily planning calendar. I was real big on lists early on because I was feeling so scattered and disorganized that I needed a list to get through a day uh, or the week. <laughs> I got to the point where I had a list of my lists, um, but that's okay. Whatever you, whatever tools work for you, use those. Uh, seriously encourage you to avoid drugs or alcohol when you're in treatment and, uh, and also uh, you don't want anything mixing with the medication that you're on. You want to figure out what the effects of the meds, if you are taking prescribed meds to try and help you with your wellness goals. Uh, the only way to figure out what effects those medications are actually going to have uh, on you personally is by not uh, in inducing other uh other drugs or alcohol into the mix because that will alter and can significantly alter or be dangerous uh, with other medications. So uh, also allowing yourself, allowing yourself to be exposed to light. Uh, a lot of times we just want to be in a dark room and hide when we're in those severe lows, but really important to, uh, if it's a sunny day, Go stand outside in the sunshine for a few minutes if you're able. Uh, even that much is useful. But the more uh, natural light you can be exposed to, the more improved your mood can be. Uh, real helpful also, hard as it may be, is to avoid excess caffeine, excess sugar, or heavily salted foods. Um, so just some things for you to consider. And we're going to do a whole other episode on uh, next steps that goes more in depth with more real great resources and ideas for you to consider. But we hope that this has been useful for you and uh, encourage you forward on your journey. Uh, remember that we here at Wisdom Within do not endorse or recommend the use of any specific treatment, medication, or resource mentioned. Uh, these are just meant to be informative and for advice about specific treatments 
or medications, we encourage you to consult your physician or mental health professional. Um, our, our encouragement here and our information here is never intended to take the place of or to advise you uh, in place of a qualified health care provider. We are just trying to get the information out and hope that you will find some of this useful. Again, you can also check our wisdomwithinweb.com website for other great resources and wellness tools. Thank you for joining us here today on Wisdom Within uh, for our Just the Facts episode on depression and bipolar disorder. We are thrilled that you chose to check in with us today. We hope that this has been useful for you, and we encourage you to check out some of our other episodes that you think might be of interest. Look forward to our next bringing you our next episode on next steps in the recovery process, and uh, we're so happy that you were able to tune in today. We thank you as always for joining us here at Wisdom Within. I'm Kathy Sirline and we look forward to being with you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.